just when you thought it was safe to go back into the water. A tagline to a horrific sequel to arguably the greatest movie of all time. But this, on the other hand, is not a movie, nor one of the greatest movies of all time. This is a podcast. Uh, you know what? Yeah, one of the greatest podcasts of all time. Yeah, uh, yep, it is. Another episode of What Are We Even Doing? Featuring myself, Christian Rose, a.k.a. Tom, along with... Uh, Damien Deschain, otherwise known as Braden. And, and I do have to say right now that that little thing of you saying that this is the greatest podcast mm-hmm. of all time, that was not us. We, we had fans... No, that. yeah, that was yeah. the general consensus. I would never say something so braggadocious and, quite frankly, uh, insane. Mm-hmm. Um, we begin this uh, recording with a small bit of tension <laughs> in the air. Uh, we realized, I think, during our last recording that we have no social media presence for this mm-hmm. program. So during the break in between, decided we're going to create a Twitter account for What Are We Even Doing, which... Only took a few moments. Guys, I've been off Twitter now for over a year. Uh, was kind of like, okay, maybe this will be a way to get back into the Twitter, uh, but for business, for promotional purposes. Yeah, and and I the, this Twitter has been made since the last episode has been out, so they, they right. know this, but they don't know this part, which I'm Correct. assuming you're going into. Oh, I am. Okay. Uh, there's a bus <laughs> hurtling towards the, the recording studio right now, Okay, and I'm about to just... Sparta kick shove young Brayden into and under said bus. Uh, so I'm just trying to set up this this Twitter account. Okay. Yeah. I haven't had to set one up for a long fucking time. And I set the birthday on it that it asked you for as my birthday. Just because. Who cares? Whatever. Now Brayden, thinking, you know what? It's a better idea because this is not for you, but for the, the show. Let's make the birthday... The day the first episode drops. I'm like, yes! Fantastic! <laughs> Surely nothing could go possibly awry with this. Oh, but it can! Because we are then immediately locked out of said Twitter account after I had followed probably a dozen or two dozen people uh, because Twitter views this account then as uh, an infant that had been born on November 18th of 2020 and evidently you're not allowed to use Twitter unless you're 13 which then begs the question, why are you even able to suggest that that's your birth date on there? Uh, so the point being that there is a new, I might say improved, yeah, <laughs> Twitter profile for you to follow for what are we even doing, news, updates, complaints, criticisms. You know what? Fuck your complaints. Positives. Yes. Praise. Compliments, adoration, worship, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that Twitter handle is uh, at w a w e d podcast. That's at wowed podcast. We're gonna plug it now. Normally yes. we plug at the end, but we may since plug we're it talking again at the end. We may we plug will. it again at the we end. We will. Yeah. You know what? Why I'm not? telling you, fuck we it. will. Fuck it. You know Follow. what? Another fuck it. There's and this new one. I want to apologize for the to the people that I followed on the old account, <laughs> who then are probably now like, "Wow, this account that you know is, has been locked and deleted, much like our fallen god McDonald Trump's uh, Twitter account." But uh, didn't mean to, guys. Was hoping to just do a one and done 
And uh, well, you know what, Tom? I didn't mean to. Yeah, I know. But this exact thing happened to your fucking brother. He got me tooed out of Twitter by pretending to be an infant. That's not actually true. He had been on Twitter for years, and then when they changed that rule, they registered him as like a child, which right? he had surpassed thirteen. In life, ago. he yes. did have the account right before he was thirteen. Right, but, but he was long over. Yeah, 13. this was so, yeah. He was ex post facto. So point being, fuck you, Twitter. Our birthday is the date of the the episode in nineteen twenty, not twenty twenty. Correct. Now, moving on past this godless time suck of a website that is Twitter, I think it's time that we ring that opening bell. There it was. We blew it. It, it, it. Fuck! God damn it. So now what do we gotta do? We, we didn't even think of a thing, because last week we talked about there needs to be a thing there that we do when we, mi- when we miss time, and uh, now we don't even have one. Now, but here's, did you fuck it up by going late, or did I fuck it up by going early? Do we, I don't know. How about this, how about this, how about this, how about this? You fucking up that Twitter thing. Okay. And me jumping the gun and going too soon. We'll just call it even. Okay, it's a wash. Yeah. But in the future, we're going to have right. to think of something that we do It's a plus one and a time. negative one. Yeah. We're calling it a flat nothing. We're going to get back on track with that on the next one. Hmm. I have forgotten what today's topic is. So, <laughs> do we want to say the topic before the open? What are we doing here? Like, what it's our first episode. Here? Yeah, we, God like, damn <laughs> Um, this is a we show normally... about roofing houses, do, right? Yeah, I think okay. so. You're going to no... want one of those nail shovels that's got the little gaps that look like teeth in them. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So do we normally say the topic before the undercard? Uh, I think we have been. Okay. Because it's like a foreshadowing. Yeah. It's almost like the video package before the undercard. Yeah, because we usually say, I think the term we use is, before we get into, and then... Sure, yeah. We have the undercard. So hey, this is your pick, so by all uh, means. So... Young Braden here has had this theme with his picks recently where he's picking a show where he has seen a match, a singular contest, from that event numerous times but has not seen the actual event. So, in kind of branching off of that, I decided to go with a pay-per-view that I have seen in its entirety, counting the time that I rewatched it for this uh, program. Twice. <laughs> and it features a match on it that I have seen, I'm going to say conservatively speaking, 187 times. Uh, The main event tonight, the topic at hand is Over the Limit from 2-0-1-1. I'm looking at my notes that say Over the Limit, and for whatever reason, when you said Over the, I was expecting you to fully say Over the Hedge, which is an animated movie from the early aughts. I'm aware of that, and I never saw it. I I don't know why that was what... There was a lot of those like cartoon animal movies around yeah. that time period. Open season and all that. There was uh, like... Is Over the Hedge the one about like it's a squirrel heist of some sort? I think, I think it's so? like squirrels living in suburbia. I've seen it one time. Will Arnett's one of them. Will Arnett was probably in all of these. Will Arnett animal in movies. Anything that has voice acting in it. Uh, yeah, which I don't blame him if I had his no, voice, I would I, too. I've made a huge mistake. Uh. God. That was pretty good. Thank you. That was pretty good. Mm. And so many abs, sir. It's my cross to bear. <laughs> it's my favorite. Uh, my Will Arnett is basically my Alec Baldwin, but with a little bit more bass and more rasp. Yeah, that's fair. The, the, the Alec Baldwin is a much more crisp and clear. Good God, Lemon. 
That's like my my uh, my Owen Wilson is the same as my Nick Offerman, but just slowed down and a little bit lower. So it's like, oh wow, people are dying laughing in there. I think that we made a comedy. And then Nick Offerman is like, okay, it's a little lower, it's a little slower. All right, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very good. <laughs> now, okay, wait, give me Owen Wilson saying something that Nick Offerman was. Give give me Owen Wilson talking about his love of breakfast foods. I, I didn't know that Nick Offerman ever talked about breakfast food. I'm just assuming. I mean, I love me some uh, crunch berries, man. I mean, you take one bite, and it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, I'm a tiny cowboy. Night at the museum. Shit. When All he right. was a yeah. tiny cowboy. You know what? You're right. He yeah. is, isn't he? <laughs> I think I saw the first one of those. I saw them both. Is there two? The, is there three? There might be three. I think you might be right. I don't even have my phone in the room right well, now. It's in the other it, room. I'm the, the intern Otherwise today. research this. Was that a fucking franchise <laughs> that seemed to a be... A cinematic universe? It's a film trilogy! Ah, fucking right. knew it! I knew there were two movies I hadn't seen and one that I very really, vaguely remember. 2014 was the newest one. Oof. It started in 2006. It was the first Didn't one. Didn't those have, uh, like, Robin Williams as, um... Teddy Roosevelt? Yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, you ever, like, see a, a movie and you're astounded at how many there are in the franchise? Yeah. So I've never seen any of the Wishmaster movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to tell anyone that they should. <laughs> but I know that I've seen, like, seen or heard of a DVD set that had four through nine on it. And was like, holy God, what this is all of them at all. Um, so this is a podcast about wrestling. Yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> I think that's what this is. Mm. We haven't even gotten to the undercard yet, because I actually do have an undercard. And I'm I, still hot about seeing that fucking screen pop up that said you're locked out of your account for being a child. Listen, man, um, I thought it would be neat. So, this undercard, let's get to it. Do you have anything to contribute to the undercard? Have you watched any wrestling recently? I have watched what Little Dreamwave is on, um... YouTube. Okay. I've been watching a lot of that. Um, one thing that stands out to me right now is Marche Rocket versus uh, Mustafa Ali. Oh, they always had great matches. Great matches. It was an anniversary three. I think it was in t- hmm, 2012, I want to say. Yes. Could be wrong. That seems right. That was um, right, right after. I'd been there for a few months. I. Hmm. Ali dies several deaths in that yeah, he'll match. Yeah, do that. Yeah, <laughs> several of them. But yeah, it was insane. But um, of course, I saw myself in the front row. Mm-hmm. But um, now, is it a different perspective watching it now? Oh, a hundred and ten yeah, million. Okay. I mean, percent. it has to be right. Yeah, like because not only am, am I just more mature in general, but like I watch it from a different lens entirely. Yeah. So if I had never gotten into wrestling, I'd be still watching it from the fans' perspective. Right. But now that I've had have like this other perspective, it's getting wild into to watch. getting into wrestling can ruin wrestling. It didn't for me. Okay, that's great to hear. That's honestly. what that's I think. What, that's fantastic. I'm being that's sincere. what Dakota said to me. He's like, wrestling ruins wrestling. There are a handful of things that you can't unsee, and um, but other than that, like. I still I love analyzing this shit, which is yeah. why this podcast is such a great thing for me. Truly is. Um, mm-hmm. 
Let's see, my contribution say, to the undercard. Hold on. I oh, think wait, I'm there's making, more? I think I'm making a, a discovery here. Oh, God. This will be episode 10. 10. Remember? Ty Dillinger? Got yeah. that number over? 10 Dillinger? 10. 10. Yeah. This Remember is when they made him 10 in the Royal Rumble? Two years in a row. Twice. One year he did not come out for it because he was beat up by Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I only know this because I watched a YouTube video about how there have been 12 wrestlers that didn't even make it into the Rumble. Which is wow, crazy. They, they Two of them be. in the same year, by the way. Two of them in 04. Um, is, that, is that all you got? That is all I have for my undercard. So, for my undercard, I have been watching Ring of Honor, or just randomly, whatever they have on YouTube, uh, specifically like when I'm at the gym. Like, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put a match on while I'm doing stairs or cardio or whatever. And for me, it's really cool because Ring of Honor was like a pivotal, like, like I would say life-changing thing for me. Because I didn't know what the independents were. Didn't know they existed. I only knew WCW, ECW, and W... Excuse me, WWF existed. Mm-hmm. And I had started training to be a wrestler, still, even then, not really knowing that the independent scene was a thing. Yeah. At all. I, I just had no concept of it. Uh, and a guy that I was training with was huge in the Ring of Honor. And this is late 05. I started training in winter of 05. I think he started talking to me about it in early 06. And I've, I think I've referenced it on here before. My first wrestling weekend was when Mania was in Chicago. Yeah, because we covered that, that show. Yeah. Uh, went to Ring of Honor shows that weekend. Went to Mid-South for the first time. Completely blew my mind. Just completely... Uh, legitimately a pivotal moment for me. And then I fell out of being a fan of the company. I used to go to any Ring of Honor show where they were in Chicago. Uh, me and Alex Castle would make the four and a half hour trek, whatever it was, each way to like go to Ring of Honor at the Frontier Fieldhouse, uh, whatever venue they are running. When they ran Collinsville, which is, quote, not St. Louis, uh, I went to those. When they ran, the few times they ran Indianapolis, I went to those, because that was like less than two hours drive from me. Uh, just obsessed with it. Absolutely loved it. Great storytelling, great matches. Mm-hmm. Around about, I'm going to say, 2010, I started to just kind of fall out of it. They changed who was booking. They changed kind of the product and the style and everything. And it wasn't that it was bad or anything. It wasn't that I didn't care about the guys involved. I was just kind of like, yeah, this isn't, you know, this yeah. isn't, you know, what I this is new and it's not what I had, you know, type of shit. So I just stopped watching it. And I think it's great that they're still going. I've heard a lot of ups and downs from the company, from the inside, from people and and whatnot. But like the stuff that I've been watching recently is in my mind, it's undeniably good. And it's stuff that like, maybe it's from three years ago. Maybe it's from eight years ago. You know, maybe it's even from 10 years ago and it's like right when I stopped watching and it's just stuff that they'll throw up on YouTube as like, Mm -hmm. Throwback Thursday, or maybe it's just a flashback, for, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, really, really enjoying it, really liking it. Uh, it's so cool to me to watch wrestling where the fans know the characters, they know their bits, they know, okay, Dalton Castle's going to strut and he's going to hit his pose. They know, yeah. oh man, Jay Lethal likes to do repeated suicide dives, and they're they're into it. 
mm-hmm. and I really, really have enjoyed it so far. And there's so much stuff that I feel like I've like missed out on and forgotten about because I'm a nerd for that, those early. That company started in O2, so those those first like eight years when I was a big, huge fan. Mm-hmm. There's stuff that just didn't happen. Like there was so long where they never had a two-time champ. There was so long where there was never a break in the title lineage and shit like that. And then now you watch it and it's like, wow, they've done some shit that like back then seemed like sacrilege, but it's not. It's just wrestling. Yeah. And so it's it's a neat uh, perspective shift for me, at least. And yeah, for the most part, the matches I've watched have been like thoroughly entertaining. I wish I could like narrow it down and be like, oh, this one. Yeah. You know, like I, I think the shit that I watched this morning was it was a four-way and it was Dalton Castle, Jay Lethal, Matt Taven, and Cody Rhodes. Mm. It was really good. Uh, wild finish, new champ, all this other fun shit. I was like, this is really cool to see. That's actually interesting that you say that about uh, going to Chicago to watch their the, the ROH shows because there was a time where we were all, Dakota and I and our, and our mm. mom would go every single time when they would come to Chicago. So we've really? probably been in I, the I, same I would, building. I would wager, yeah. There's more a than, chance, yeah. Yeah. Bef- before I even knew you from the Dreamwaves. The Dreamwave, yes. That yeah. place that exists. That physical place yeah. that tangentially exists. Um, well, I, I, I don't think we've got a whole lot to discuss on the main event today, but I know we've got a couple of things that we're going to delve into. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, shall we? We shall? We shall. Oh, is uh-huh. that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. uh, uh, gotcha. Shall we? Uh, we shall. Okay. <laughs> my, my first note for Over the Limit 2011 just reads as, I think this is a two-match show. It's promoted and hyped as such. Yeah. And I will argue this. I don't think it's a two-match show. But we'll come back to that. Um, okay. I said my first note is, an I quit match in the PG era is a joke. Which, we'll come back to that. Oh, man, will we ever. This this might be a good bitch fest. I think I got a lot to bitch about. Mm-hmm. Um, so the opener here. Heal our truth against Raymond Mysterio. Weird. I I hate hate heal our truth. I I love our truth. I think that he's. You know what? How can you deny the guy's success? He looks yeah. like a. He, he he drinks orphan blood or something. He just doesn't age. Like, yeah, and he and he moves the same. Mm-hmm. Like it's so crazy to me to think that like he is in. He's in some fucking shape. Mm-hmm. Then now forever. <laughs> <laughs> like I think the only reason I didn't necessarily hate Jesus. Oh like, yes, another message from the ever high in demand Braden. Yeah, Berna exists. How we gotta many, we gotta mention him too. What, yeah, Berna also exists. I also bizarre side tangent. This episode and the other one that we've recorded tonight. I'm not sure what order these coming out in anymore. I don't care about the the Mobius strip of time that we're in. <laughs> what? These are some great shows because none of these feature Chuck Palumbo. And I had this thought the other day. I was like, I feel like we've spent most of this podcast talking about Chuck Palumbo. So thank God. Um, That's a, yeah. But anyway, what I was saying before, I feel like I didn't necessarily hate Heal Our Truth in mm-hmm. this segment because Heal Michael Cole overshadowed Oh, man. In, in this we'll, one. We'll, because I hate my... Heal Michael Cole. <laughs> I may 
vomit from anger when we get to that shit. Like I'll argue the the, the heel turn for our truth was also very weird. Didn't he just smoke on our on, on John Morrison or was that later? It, no, no, that was it. That was the heel turn. There, it was some weird thing where they're having a tag match and he just decides to start smoking onto John Morrison. Yeah, <laughs> but I was I remember just watching this and being like, I was more. I was more interested in just like, wow, they're showing someone smoking. <laughs> yeah. This then, is a children's product. You've yeah. dumbed down everything else for fucking babies. But we'll do this. Also, it was that thing too where I was like, does R-Truth smoke? Is he only doing this for the for the bit? I don't know. There's no way he I think, smokes. I think about that uh, every time there's an actor smoking in, in a movie. Sure. I'm always yeah. like, hmm, do they actually, though? And, I don't know. I I don't know, man. I don't know. It's weird. It was stupid. I didn't care for it. I also hated him coming out to no music. Yeah, the truth will set you free, and then nothing. Yeah. And instead of what's up, it yeah. says shut up on his pants. Oh, God, it does? Yeah. Ooh. It definitely does. That's not great. <laughs> yeah. Um... Oh, my note here <laughs> just says, oh, God, the coal mine. What? The the fucking box that Michael Cole is in. Oh. I, I was watching this forgetting what time frame we were in. Okay, yeah. And as soon as I saw this, like, holy God, this is where we're at. Fucking shit on a shingle, my man. Um, Like, this promo... The truth is cutting. Goes I, on. I don't remember. <laughs> you don't need to. All you need to know is it. It, it is long. It is a long that, promo. That's a running theme on this show. Did you notice? I'm sure I'll notice when we get down the line, but off the top of my head, I don't. It's like some weird shit that they put into the fucking movie where you don't like you rewatch The Sixth Sense and you look for the color red. You've never seen it. God damn it! God I'm, damn you! I'm, I'm, <laughs> God damn, every time I now don't I've, see a movie. Now I've ruined a running theme of one of the greatest movies of our fucking generation. Anyways, my generation. Shit came out in like 99. Uh, mm. So, I don't know. Ray. Ray's always good. Yeah. I, literally, I have a notes here that says Ray Mysterio is the only good part of this match. And I don't think that's a fault to our truth. I think that's a fault to them making him a heel. <laughs> No, I, I, I just, concur. I, I don't think he works. You know what's way. insane? What? A month after this, and I, I'm bringing this up not just because it's on topic, but also because you referenced uh, Capital Punishment on other episode. A month after this is Capital Punishment, mm. and the main event is Cena versus Truth. For the for the W, <laughs> he's having a spasm. That's I right. Watched the show, and I don't <laughs> remember that. That's part of the problem, Braden. Like, <laughs> The ma- my problem or the problem with them? All of it. Okay. Like, R-Truth main evented a pay-per-view against Jonathan Cena for the WWE World Championship. If you'd have told me that, I'd be like, really? And then you would have said, yeah, it was Capital Punishment 2011. And I would be like, yeah, I can see that. Of all the pay-per-views for R-Truth Had to, been to, one. to main event, it would have been Capital Punishment. Like, holy God. We haven't talked about this match at all. There's not really a lot to say. That. I've got a note here that says cool apron spot, but I don't remember what the fuck it was. <laughs> I said, uh, crowd is bored, so am I. Yeah, like, it's just, it's not even a good opener. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a, this match shouldn't have opened. This was a cold open. 
This is my correct. My note. Yeah, but even if it had been in like the, this is a piss break match, and I think that's a shame to Rey Mysterio because he's great. It is. It's a shame to both of them. It really is, honestly. Our truth too. He is underrated. I think that he, to me, our truth only works playing what we now know as that character. Yeah, he needs to be a babyface. He needs to be stupid. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's he's the only guy I think that has made stupid work for for long too. For Him like coming out in the rumble long. that one year with the ladder and being <laughs> confused about the briefcase yeah. not being there, like that's unquestionably funny. Yeah, like it, it's. I I then I thought maybe that year they were going to do the reverse. He would be in Money in the Bank, and when the bell rang, he would throw everyone over the top rope, and then think that he had won. That would have been incredible, and that would have been like a good callback that you could have done for in twelve seconds. You know, I would I would have loved. I would love if WWE would do, like, long-term storytelling in general. But in yes. specifically in this case, like, everyone's, like, starting to think about, like, our truth cannot be well if he's thinking like this. So sure. they do, like, this yeah. dark angle about, like, his mental problems or something like that. We do a shot-for-shot remake of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with our truth in the Jack Nicholson role. Hmm. Again, I, that one I won't blame you for. That okay. movie's older <laughs> than your parents, I bet. But, like... Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This was just there. I'll, my next note here just says, um, "Oh wait, Truth won with a flatliner. Yeah, unclean. Interesting." I have a note that's, that for this uh, post-match thing that says, "I've been hit in the head with a plastic water bottle before." I don't believe Ray selling that for a second. <laughs> Uh, my next note, and I don't even remember what this is in reference to, just says, Alex Riley, why? <laughs> it was a promo, the Miz, uh, Miz promo in the back. Uh, I put, Alex Riley looks like the Miz XL. Yeah, the, uh, Raichu to his Pikachu. Um, it's the only Pokemon I thing mean, I really I think know. Pikachu is the, is the evolved form. No, uh, no, Raichu's that big husky orange really? fuck. Yeah, hmm. Pikachu's Yeah, see, the... I don't know anything about, uh... Pokemon except for Onyx. Which one is that? He's a snake made of rocks. Oh, that big thing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, then they show people throwing fish. And then Cole says he's going (laughs) to rub his feet in guts of fish. Can I... Alright, my note here says heel Cole was awful. At the time that this was happening, I wasn't watching Raw, I didn't have cable. So I was only watching the pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. At the time, only seeing the pay-per-views and the video packages, I was kind of like, oh, all right, cool. They turned him heel. Do something with him. Yeah. I didn't realize that that they, they were making people sit through hours of this every week. Like, what? If you told me that, like, we could pull Vince McMahon's face off Scooby-Doo style and it was fucking Saddam Hussein... And he puts people through this as his own version of torture and genocide. I'd be like, "Yeah, all right." Like, uh, what the? It, what are we even doing? Hey, thank you. There's confetti coming down. <laughs> Happy tenth episode. Um, <laughs> um, this next one though. The core. You think you're dealing with the nexus? You're dealing with the core. <laughs> That was uh, my super accurate Wade Barrett. 
Uh, oh, <laughs> oh my word! Now I know that you're startled right now because you thought Wade Barrett was in the room with you when you heard yeah, that. Yeah, I was. No, no, yeah. it's it's not him. It's just me. Stu okay. is not here. However, uh, that was... that is a line that Wade Barrett did say when they had like split the the Nexus up and some of the guys formed the core and the other Nexus guys went on to things. <laughs> So, yeah, the match is uh, Wade Barrett versus Fezekiel Jackson. This here is what you call domination. Fezekiel Jackson. Yes, that's I a wrote good joke. That. That's I, a, God damn it, that's really good. And I hate myself, but I love it at the same time. I mean, or, jack, jacked to the fucking gills. Though. Ezekiel's jacked, son. Mm. You know what? I think I like that. I think mm. I like that one. Wait, hold on. What if he... F- did it? You got it? Do I, I got it? I don't know. I don't. I, I actually. I have mine written down. All of my jokes. So I want to see if, if, if this to. is the shark. We're going. Ezekiel is jacked, son. Okay. There's that. Or Ezekiel's jacked son. Oh, he's not, that's not even Ezekiel. Jacked. He is yeah. okay. But that would mean that that's not Ezekiel. I know. That is his I, son. I, what if, what if his we had name. Wade? What if we had Wade Barrett versus Ezekiel's jacked son? I, it might be a big kid. <laughs> I said, I mean, he's Jack's dude. His, his he's Jack. shoulders like Ezekiel's jacked son. Like that's such a oh my god, god, that's good. Uh, that's good. Also, just not good. Um, <laughs> Ezekiel uh, Jackson was best at being the Brian Kendrick's bodyguard, and that was about it. What is it with them making African American Ezek- folks who are large bodyguards, Mister Hughes? Mr. Hughes. <laughs> Ezekiel Jackson. Return from hell. Uh, um, and uh, the most recent with AJ Styles, almost, as in he's almost a star. <laughs> that is a burning joke. I can't, uh, I can't take credit for that one. You know, I don't know. Um, shit, that's a great question. Maybe it's just something the company likes. I don't know. They tried with Ezekiel. They did, but there's mm, just... And I don't know why. I don't know why either. Like, I... One of these days, I want to do, like, a bonus episode. Like, also, guys, we're talking about doing several bonus episodes that don't follow the loose format that we have established on this. Uh, I might want to do one that's just about dropped balls. Yeah. And the Nexus slash Wade Barrett is pretty fucking high on my list, man. I have a note here that says, what went wrong with Wade Barrett? God, like, legit, goddamn. Like, what? Dude is big. You can cut a promo. Dude can work in the ring. He got over almost any... Like, they would give him horse shit, and he would get it over. And still, like... I, I'm a fan of Wade Barrett. I thought he was fucking great. Yeah, I I, I think he's great, too. And, the, like... I, the Nexus is one of my favorite things that they ever did, and then they just... fucked it up. Well, we're in this era of... Well, we'll get to it. <laughs> uh, so... Um, so this match, though, I don't know, man. Like this is just kind of there. I, I have, love, I love Wade Barrett's theme. This is one of my favorite themes. I have a note that says, "Whoa, we got to the heat, and this match is suddenly interesting." Yeah. <laughs> well. And then Zeke is a guy that I think was good for the what I always call the back third of a match, and even then, it ain't great. I think that's a little too too much credit. I have a note that also. Well, yeah, says, I, I mean, I mean, the sense that like, what is it? He's not going to dazzle you with the, with a hot opening sequence. 
He ain't gonna dazzle me with a hot closing sequence either. <laughs> Fair point. I'll give you that. His body slam based comeback. Like Ezekiel is so limited is one of my notes. You're not wrong. Like, like he five pissing body slams in a row. Can you imagine just being like, Well, I gotta do this tonight. Keep bumping me, big guy. Like I feel I felt bad for Barrett in this case. Like, I did having too. to like Oh my god. Like, it's, it's, it is a scathing indictment on the company that they didn't fucking do better by him. Just, ugh. Uh, I also have a note here just says, lame finish, because I think it's just the core goons come out, and it's yeah. DQ, and this was a good more body slams, like. <laughs> this was a good raw match, mm-hmm. with the DQ finish and post-match, like, it just has not... On a pay-per-view written all over it. No, I agree. Here's another classic segment on the show. This is the part where you have to fucking vamp. God. Hold it and, down and, solo and while I go get I think drink. we have to... I and think we have this at the end of the least... match, and I don't want you to talk about the next match. Why are you challenging me with this every time? I think... Gotta keep you on your toes. I'm I'm currently on my butt because I'm sitting. I like, I like sitting. But he, he seems to do this to me all the time, where I think it's a... It's, I'd be hard-pressed to find an episode where I didn't have to vamp. And if I don't, it's because I have a guest here. Well, eventually, I'll just start bringing a cooler in here. Why don't you? <laughs> you know, Honestly. I hadn't actually thought about it until this moment. But, uh... That, the episode ECW Barely Legal that we did with four people. Yeah. I've never seen so many people leave a recording so it's many a revolving, times. That was a revolving door. Connor left sometimes. Berna left but for a majority of But the beauty of that was that we had the safety net of the other three people. I know, but it was insane to me. And the audience didn't even know, but we've just blown the lid off that. Well, here, kayfabe's done. Yeah, really. The the curtain is... This is our... This right here, this is our Madison Square Garden The rabbit is always in the hat. (laughs) Alright? It's a magician thing. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. God. Alright, anyways. Let's just not talk about that match anymore. Um, Yeah... So, how about this next segment here, though, where not Batista and <laughs> CM Punk discover David Otunga and Michael McGillicuddy. Oof. <laughs> we'll come... Well, actually, you know what? Alumni of the show, as he would go yeah. on to be Curtis Axel and be in that phenomenal triple threat match, uh, are just... This still sounds weird to say, even though I know... You, I know what that match is. Why would you ever give somebody the name Michael McGillicuddy? What the fuck do you think is going to happen <laughs> there? We also, want all of our guys to be stars and to make money for the company. We're going to name this guy Michael McGillicuddy. What? <laughs> We're going to name this guy Fred Poop. People are going to fucking flock from all over the country to see him. Wes Lee. Yeah. <laughs> That is a real one. <sighs> um, anyway, so they're just bludgeoned in the back, and they literally have the strength to say, it was Big Show and Kane. <laughs> uh, what did they do to him? Oh, what didn't they do to him? <laughs> oh, God. There's no bones in there. Uh, I like, don't. Like, also, I always forget, one, Mason Ryan, but two, I on top of that, I always forget, I believe he's like Welsh. So mm. then when he speaks here, I was like, huh? Why does Batista sound proper all of a sudden? He yeah. looks the similarity. I mean, 
size, though. <laughs> sure, I mean that only. But to me, that only adds. Yeah, you look at those no, two I in know the exactly face. What you mean. Like, holy shit! It's it's uncanny. Uh, my next note here: Sin Cara versus Chavo. Dash. How have we wronged God? <laughs> I'm gonna read. I have three stanzas that I'm going to read here. Well, just well, two stanzas and like three words. Doesn't have to be that specific. I have notes that I'm gonna read verbatim here. Go for it. Sin pissing Kara. That's one. This was supposed to be the new Rey Mysterio. That's Where two. are we now? Rey Mysterio is still WWE's Rey Mysterio. That's correct. Oh, good, Chavo. This match couldn't be good if Eddie had put it together. That's three, and you're not wrong on any of that. Oh, God. My first note here just says, Nothing has happened, and it sucks. <laughs> Fuck the lighting. You can never out-Ray Ray, and the finish is a fucking botch. I am going to just read the rest of my notes for this. Because, why not? That arm drag, oof. With a keeper? Wait, no. Sin Cara just lets go and backs away. That was a stupid way to set up, set that up. Twas a good dive. I will admit that. Kiwi and Jason Jet did that better. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Sin Cara is not selling his leg. This match has been 70-30 in favor of Sin Cara. How the fuck did that happen? The most horrific part of this is... Uh, nerds like myself will remember that once Triple H got put in charge of, like, talent development or whatever the fuck his horseshit corporate name position was, Sin Cara was his first project. Like, that's the first guy that he signed, brought over from Mexico, was like, we're gonna make this guy a star because this is ten years ago. And they're like, Ray's gonna have to retire soon. Brother. We, we need a new high flyer and fucking mask, Right. And this is what we got. I would argue in 2011, you, you could have found a number of guys from Ring of Honor, PWG, all, damn near Mexico, damn near anywhere, and put them in a fucking mask. There was a guy named El Generico. He would have been a fucking great addition at this point and just been El Generico. But, like, how the fuck, like... And don't get me wrong, Triple H has had, like, a multitude of successes past that. Yeah, but this is not a good start. <laughs> Holy shit, I can't believe he didn't get fucking fired. I can't believe they didn't make him divorce Steph. Like... <laughs> Booker T said Sin Cara does the handspring better than anyone he's ever seen do that. Lies! Tajiri does that move! You worked with Tajiri, Booker, a hundred billion times! A, like On a botched head scissors was the finish. Yeah! I'm personally insulted. I love that, like, Chavo, this great regarded ring general, didn't have the the mindset to be like, hey, we fucked that up, I'm kicking out, let's do... Let's go go home, right? Let's do something else. A shitty trip nope. face bump put him away. Nope. Just... Dude, Chavo Guerrero is a loaf of bread. <laughs> Just Bread's better than that, though, because at least you can put sliced. a sandwich in it. Yeah, do you know sliced bread's only been around since, like, 1928? Really? Yeah. Like, people always make the joke about, like, best things since sliced bread. Yeah. Yeah, evidently it's, like, not even 100 years old. Huh. We we abolished slavery before we thought of <laughs> slicing bread. If I remember correctly. We can do great things. If I remember correctly. Yes. Jimmy Carter 
is older than sliced bread. If I had just not missed the fact that he, I need to look. Is it Jimmy up now. Carter alive? I think so. I There's could, no fucking way. I could way. be wrong though. Welcome I, back I, to bread. I don't and remember. I don't remember hearing about his death. Why do you follow? Ninety six years old. He's still alive. Born in yeah. what? what uh, Nineteen twenty four. So yeah, motherfucker is 40 years older than sliced bread. Imagine being able to say that. And if you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh, Tom, you're fucking older than sliced bread. Suck sand. <laughs> Betty White is 99. Yeah, yeah, she's not long for this world. Bob like, Barker is also happen. older than sliced bread. I forgot Bob Barker was alive. Once he left Price is Right, he was dead to me. And so was that show. Hmm. I'm sorry, Drew Carey. Not that I don't like you. I just Drew Carey is not the best Carey. Carrie Fisher. Mariah Carey. There you go. Uh Carrie Grant. Carry me through a good match. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> Very nice. Um So we're doing the show. <laughs> um, I love that that's always our segue back yeah, into the show. Yeah. Is always... Welcome back. Okay, so However, there is a promo after this between one Christian and one Orton. Yes. Uh, it's fantastic. Yes, it uh, is. My note here says this might be the best heel turn ever. And I think that this is this run in 2011 is Orton's peak as a babyface. Okay, yeah. I don't think he's ever been as good as a babyface as he was in this summer slash fall run. Well, then, I have to ask you, what do you think, personally, his peak as a heel is? See, that's that's a really tough one, because I think he's had several, but for yeah. different reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, the shit that he did this past year in 2020, going back to the Legend Killer bit, yeah. was, was incredible. Especially, mm-hmm. like, when they got started, you know, the whole deal with Edge before the pandemic hit and everything. Yeah. And... I think that he was the best heel of the what I'm going to call the pandemic era to yeah. this point. Like he had a he did have a the feud was seen as very much maligned because it went on too long mm. and because the matches in my mind in ring didn't always deliver cuz Cena was still in that I'm not quite good in ring clunky weird spastic running phase. <laughs> yeah. Um I thought that Shaved Head, circa 09, it's just phone blowing up over here. I, I, it, yeah. And I'll put it on Do Not Disturb, but it will disturb me. Oh, no. It, do yeah. Not Disturb on. I need you to read, oh, well. It and it will disturb uh, everyone else, too. Man, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm popular, as we've established. Um, I also think that Orton's run with Foley, great heel run. Mm. Totally different character, different person for that matter, because he was so young. But I, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to hard to say. Uh, then fuck a Del Rio. Yeah, mine says I still hate Del Rio. Then now and forever. Even the crowd, even the crowd booing seems forced. <laughs> like another, they another, another promo here. I know another long promo that led to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> It's very true. Genuinely did not go anywhere. Um, So Del Rio's out cutting a promo about who could possibly give a fuck. Uh, And then Kane and Big Show, tag champions again. 
Yep. Another recurring theme. Uh, Kane says Alberto's destiny, if he doesn't leave the ring, Alberto's destiny is to end up like McGillicuddy or Otunga. And he was right. Because... Sure. Where are they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Kane also references being upset that the rapture didn't happen the day before. And at first I was like, huh? And then I remembered, oh yeah, this was a thing. There was some weird shit going around online about how the rapture was going to happen that Saturday. Yeah, I, I have no memory of this. I'm going to tell you this right now. If you're listening to this and you uh, thought that, you're an idiot. Right. Um, yeah, it was just some weird thing where for some reason, like, I think it was probably just like a meme or some horseshit whatever that people are like, oh no, it's real. And I was like, no, I, I don't think that it is. Uh, anyways, that happened. Uh, does not age well, because I had to, like, struggle to remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah, weird bit for Del Rio. Yeah. Was this like his first, like, it's, it's almost like this was his introduction. Was this his introduction? He'd been there for months. Then what the fuck is this promo about? I don't know. It seems so much like a, hey, look, I'm a new guy. You know what I mean? But nothing is accomplished. (laughs) Nothing is accomplished. No, nothing. Except for wasting my time. not only has he been there for months, he wrestled Edge at Mania. What the fuck are we doing? He was Edge's last match. And then here he is out here just being like, ha he won the Rumble this year. This was the only year they did the 40-man Rumble, and he won it. Then what? Oh, my... I hate this promo even more now. Yeah. Because it's... it. It's actually... It's crazy that I didn't remember this until you brought this up, and then I'm like, no, wait. It's actually the opposite of accomplishing. It's taking away from, ta- like, built-up credit. Yeah. Like, you can win the Rumble. You can have a title match at Mania. But when it comes to saying things that matter, or or this pay per view, you're <laughs> yeah. not you're not even on it. Like yeah. Uh, so anyways, so it's Kane and Big Show against the legendary tag team combination of CM and Mason. CM, don't call him CM like <laughs> Adam Lee. Uh, CM Punk and Mason Ryan as part of the new Nexus, a thing that I. Purposely forgot happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make a mental note. Forget this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I didn't know CM Punk was using uh, this fire burns in 2011. What do you I think it was? Feel like cult of personality has been around forever now. So okay. So one of my notes here actually does say it, it's the the unbelievable changes that can happen in a short amount of time. Okay. So this is over the limit. Mm-hmm. Two months from this pay per view is Money in the Bank. Cena Punk mm. wins the belt, leaves the company. Okay, yeah. How fast? That is fast. Like, it's unbelievable, but I think that that adds to some of the shit that I notice about Punk's performance in this. You can tell that he has fed the fuck up, he is overacting. His sell of the finish, especially, where he is like. He looks like a fucking Muppet crying. Just like, oh god, we lost. Like, he doesn't give a goddamn. I bet he doesn't even know Mason Ryan's fucking name. <laughs> like, uh, it, okay. Dave Orton. Two months from this. Just because of the trunks. Just just for the sake of argument. Two months from this, Punk is main eventing 
one of the best pay-per-views of all time, in, in one of the best matches of all time, against John Cena for the title and winning after, what, a month-ish long crazy build? Mm. Truth is in the Money in the Bank match. Ray is in the Money in the Bank match. Del Rio's in the Money in the Bank match. Kane's in the Money in the Bank match. Uh, Kane and Big Show are no longer tag champs. Big Show's having a match with Mark Henry. Like, in two months, all of these guys have moved on to better things except for your Mason Ryan, who's not on the show. I think he's off TV after, shortly after this because they just, whatever. Okay, let's, let's talk about this match. It's all right. <laughs> like, I mean, I love Kane and Big Show together. They're the large labs, as we've yeah, established. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this was just kind of there. I think it's me. crazy how much, how seamlessly Big Show transitioned into being like a vet. Yeah. Like as a guy that like okay you can get people over. Like I kind of viewed Kane as being that guy for a while. Because mm-hmm. I feel like he was he he was already like a an ex- pretty experienced worker before he was Kane. And yeah. then within a few years he was like yeah I can get anybody over I'm a vet I you know whatever. Big Show just did it like very smoothly. Yeah. And I noticed that, like, in this match, like, okay, they're really, like, putting over Mason Ryan. Yeah. They're bumping for him, they're selling for him and shit, and it's like, okay, they want this guy to, like, be a thing. But you can just tell he's not, he's just not ready. Honestly, I I, I don't think he should have been on TV. Like, that's just me. Great look. Yeah. You can see why Vince liked Mason Ryan. Sure. Of course there was a bit uh, years later where he had like grown his hair out and he got like he was still big but he got like ripped and he looked like he he looked like a comic book version of Wolverine hmm. and it was it was crazy he was going to be in NXT and shit and then got released damn like it it's a weird weird thing for him who knows fuck a Big Show chop but oh, more man. importantly fuck a Big Show back chop yep because. I didn't I like my spine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like my skin. Yeah. Um, I thought uh, Big Show's hot tag was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I didn't notice that. But yeah, double choke slam finish. Punk comically overselling. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Is that ref Nunzio? Yeah. Mm. If you think it's Nunzio, it's Nunzio. They did make him a ref for a little while. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know why. I always thought it was going to, like, pay off in some way, and it never did. Shane Sewell. Mm. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. Up next, my notes here just says, pre-titters Nikki Bella uh, versus... <laughs> my next note just says, oh, hell, it's Kelly Kelly. Um, I don't know. This was just kind of... I love the finish. That is Twin all magic, I can say. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which at the time they could get away with because they looked similarly enough and then yeah. not long after this it was like you have to be a fucking moron to these are the same people. Yeah, but uh, have they done that before this? Yeah. Because that's the first time I've ever seen it. Seen it. Really? No, they, this was a pseudo-recurring thing. That I remember at yeah. least yeah. and I love it. Um, That's also like going back through wrestling history anytime that there were twins or even like tag partners that looked similar people would do that type of thing. Wow. Uh, I saw uh, 
there was a tag match one time. I thought this was one of those tiny things that only Arn Anderson could get right. So it's Arn and Tully against who cares who. Arn, like, totally switched behind the ref's back. Arn falls into the cover on the guy and puts his arm over the back of his head so that the ref doesn't notice, oh man, Tully's bald now. Ah, okay. I was like, fuck, that's so smart. Because, like, anybody, I mean, hair be damned, you'd be like, that's clearly not Tully Blanchard, even if you're looking at the back of him. But I always thought that was really, really clever. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't really think that this worked. Yeah. Finish it. Okay, sure. Um, That's literally the only thing I could say. Hold on. I could say I'm excited for this match. I'd be lying, but I could say it. This is one of my notes. Then I have a note that just says, huh? Don't know what happened. Uh, I have a note here about Karma, a.k.a. Awesome Kong, a.k.a. Mm. Amazing Kong, because they reference her on commentary, and then, like, nothing happens. And it's not her fault at all. It's actually, like, one of those, like, tragic stories that maybe is best left unsaid. But, like, that was a big swing and a miss by them. Yeah. And, it, and it, again, when I say it's a miss, I mean that by uh, just bad luck and circumstance. Like, yeah. I, I, I thought Kong was, I mean, no pun intended, she was awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great run in TNA. She was great in Shimmer. On the Like, fantastic. And I, I was stoked for her in the Fed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Just bad luck, man. Yeah. Bad luck. Uh, all right. <laughs> now. Here we go. That's legit all caps in horrible writing what it says here. Here we go. And this may sound like a callback to our Judgment Day 08 episode. If it does, fuck it. If you guys don't watch this pay-per-view, <laughs> that's fine. Go out of your way to watch this next match. It is, in my opinion, the best babyface versus babyface match of all time. You can take your Hogan Warrior at Mania 6 and cram it with walnuts. Why walnuts? (laughs) Cram it with walnuts, ugly. This is better. This is, like, I I think that a babyface versus babyface match is hard to do. Mm -hmm. Because we as wrestling fans... Like, we're, we're conditioned, right? Yeah. You you want to... You want to boo yay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's your favorite guy, what if you want to boo him? Like, you've seen Eddie Guerrero matches where you're like, this is the villain. Yeah. And you've seen it where it's like, fuck yeah, go Eddie. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard to think of those matches where it's Eddie versus another good guy and you just, you're conflicted. Mm-hmm. This, though... I think uh, I happen to think before we get into this match, I happen to think that the the best uh, babyface versus babyface match of all time is um, Twelve Gauge versus Damien Dischain. I will throw this <laughs> fucking drink at you. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking, of course. Clearly. Um, Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Why so harsh? <laughs> clearly, you're fucking kidding. You can't be that dumb. Like Jesus. Not even, not even you could be that ignorant. Uh, <laughs> Great video package. Oh, incredible. I had to uh, search. I, I almost went on a thesaurus because there were so many times in my notes in this that I wrote incredible. I'm trying uh-huh. to think of more words. The, the the editing of this, too, where they're showing the clips of the match where... So for those of you who don't know, Mania of this year, Edge has his match with Del Rio. The next night retires. Heartbreaking. Yeah. 
The following pay-per-view is, is Extreme Rules. The world title has been vacated. It is a ladder match between Del Rio and Christian. Easily known established as Edge's longtime best friend, tag partner, and everything else. Edge at ringside watches Christian climb the ladder and literally climb the ladder and finally become world champion. Huge moment. So many people never thought this would happen. I'm losing my mind. I think it's so fucking good because I, I think that Christian is one of the best pure workers in the history of the business. That week on SmackDown, Orton beats Christian clean for the belt. And like myself and a lot of other people, I didn't even get to watch SmackDown at the time. I was only reading results. I was like, yeah. I was I was hot. I was like, what the fuck? Like, why bother? Yeah. Why fucking bother, right? Then you, when you see how it played out, it makes sense. Like, it's actually a good, deep... This this is one of the last deep-layered stories that, they, that the WWE has done. Mm-hmm. Nobody's a bad guy here. They're all just doing what is right by them. You know, whatever. Uh, this video package, though, has one of my all-time favorite lines in it because Christian basically is doing the whole, like... You know, I was still beat up from the ladder match. Fair argument. Like, nobody... You know what I mean? Like, in the in the context of wrestling, right? Yeah. How, how do you deny that? Exactly. Yep. Uh, and it's like, if hey, man, if I'm ready, if I'm healed up, and I know what's coming, I can beat Randy Orton. It, you know, at 100% or whatever is the setup, and Orton's line is 99% is good enough, just not good enough to beat me peak promo line. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's the type of line that, like, if you're a writer or something, like, you toss and turn at night trying to think of. I want you at your best so that when I beat you, there's no question mm-hmm. as to who the better man is. Correct. Now that's this, a good one. This has been done in the past, but I think this is the best execution of it. Mm-hmm. Like, we, there's been feuds and matches and shit in the past where uh, two guys are feuding, the one guy looks like he's about to get his ass beat by somebody, the rival comes out, evens the odds or whatever, and it's so that this guy doesn't have an excuse. You you can't cop out and say, oh, I'm beat up, you know, whatever. Just such a good build. The, the, yeah. It, it's all so good. All right, let's get into the fucking match now. <laughs> it's so fuck. I know this isn't a visual medium, but I was... Do, doing I don't the, know, do, the, it's almost like you're doing the money yeah, symbol but, with your but, hands uh, and your thumbs and fingers. The sequences. The pace. The pacing. That's literally what I... What I this is one of the fastest-paced Orton matches ever. And I, I, I think that that's Christian's influence on it, yeah. for sure. The energy. Yeah. The, the, the story. Everything is... The counters. Top-notch, yes. The beautiful, beautiful counters. Everything is oh. seamless. I want to say, uh, I'm not going to call anybody out. Because it's not someone that I personally, like, am friends with or related to, so I don't, I'm not going to call them out even as a joke. Sure. Someone has told me something, I'm not even going to get into that because it'll tell you, okay? If anyone thinks Orton is boring. Sure. Watch this match. Yeah, please. By all means. If you still think he's boring. Yeah. Why don't you try to learn something? Just try learning. (laughs) It, because... I think the, the... We don't have to get into this because I think we've gotten into it before, but I think the heart of people thinking that Orton is boring is they just don't get it. No, I agree. 
I, I think but that he this... makes it look so easy. Yeah. He is so just net like people don't talk about it enough. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's like six four. He, yeah, he's an inch taller than me and about fifteen to eighteen pounds heavier and in way the fuck better shape than <laughs> I'm ever gonna be. And I'm not small. Like he's a big dude and he moves he, he's never winded. He is never gassed. He's ne- he never moves slowly. He never moves without crispness or crispness. Is that the word? Without crisposity. Crisposity. Crispicity. His movements are never not crisp. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like the like this this whole run with Christian this whole year, I, I think they get four, maybe even five pay per view matches out of it. And that's not counting the shit on SmackDown. Actually, now I think about it, it's, I think it's four. Because it's Over the Limit, Capital Punishment, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam. That SummerSlam, holy shit. You talk about a match that has four months, five months, whatever it may be at that point, of build and layered psychology into it. Unbelievable. But that's not what we're here for. <laughs> we're here for this. Uh, th- this is absolutely just incredible. Orton's leapfrog. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Dude's got hops. Uh, Orton doing the Billy Goat's curse. Which was weird, but I love it. Yeah, and I, I'm honestly shocked that's the only time that shit happened. Yeah. Like, I remember that happening. I was like, is this is he going to actually add something to his arsenal? Nope. Psych. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um... The RKO fake out when Christian jumps out of the... Paying back the uh, match where Orton won the belt in the first place. I love when they do the RKO fake out, because I don't think Orton does it too much. I love it. Yeah, I agree. Um, Um, Going... Christian yelling spear to the crowd. So that whole moment is my... That that might be my favorite moment in the match. So Orton, Christian is getting this unbelievable fire for the spear power slam it's probably the only time ever that people have actually thought Orton's going to win a match with the power slam and honestly he could have that could have been the finish like think about that that would have been incredible it would have been but how like they could have taken the story a different like one of my notes says that the story could have gone so many different ways from from this point alone so like also Real quick, if you're a fan of professional wrestling, a false finish, a good false finish, is when if the match had ended at that point, that would have been a logical slash satisfying conclusion. Mm-hmm. Orton could have won on the power slam, and it would have been a logical and satisfying conclusion, and the story could have progressed further. They could have gone a different route. Yes. Like, you know, whatever. But that's Speaking what makes it a good false finish. Good, a good false finish, hesitating from the punt when he goes in for the spear. Yes, yes. That is I my, wrote that's, down immaculate falsy. Okay, so I'm not a fan of Booker T on commentary. If you go back and you rewatch this, yes, yes. Orton hits the power slam, tremendous false finish, as Orton is... And, this goes back to a, a other episode where I was talking about Shawn Michaels in the corner, baiting Jericho in. People, like, wrestlers need to be 
at this level of character performance all the time that they are in the ring. You need to be in that character's mind. So he hits the power slam, kick out, and this is just a beautiful serendipitous moment. They could not have planned this. It was a complete accident, but it's just magnificent coincidence. Orton is selling up to a seated position, and Booker T says over commentary, what's it going to take, guys? And in that moment, Orton's whole facial expression, his body language, it all changes. And he is now zoned in. He starts turning very slowly and looking at where Christian's feeding up at and starts setting up for the punt. Yeah. It, it, the, it, it's And again, that's the type of shit that you can't plan. Like, you can't manufacture that. Orton didn't know Booker's going to say that. Yeah. Booker didn't know what the shot was going to be on the camera. Or how Orton was going to respond. You, you know, like, yeah. it's impossible to manufacture. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it so good. Yeah! <laughs> it's a ceviche! Um, goes for the punt, can't do it. Why? Because Christian's been a good dude. Imagine if that had been the finish. He who hesitates has lost. Correct. And this time he didn't. But imagine if he had. That would have been incredible. There's Because there then been... the story could go a different route where Orton could then blame himself like, I fucked up, I showed mercy, I showed compassion, and it fucking cost me the belt. I'm coming back. Like Then there's that heel sure. turn right there that's totally, like, you can see where it happened. At this point, either of them could have, at that point, if that had been the finish, either of them could have turned heel. And it could have been justified. And it could have made sense. Mm-hmm. But... The match progresses. Um, love the finish. RKO is the best finisher of all time. Can't argue. Cannot argue. Uh, I think that uh, one of the only times I ever listened to the Edge and Christian podcast, they were talking about how Christian doesn't get the credit he deserves for getting the RKO out of nowhere over. Because when he would work with Orton even back in like 04, 05, it wasn't just like a cool... Or I'm flying at you out of the air and you catch it. It was a sequence, whatever, whatever. Oh shit, there you are, RKO. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what the finish of this match is. Yeah. And it's great. It makes perfect sense. The the sell and the reaction afterwards is fantastic. Christian's very frustrated, but still like can admit, hey man. You, had you know me. what I mean? Like yeah. very begrudgingly. Crowd is hot for it. Yeah. Like fucking molten. I don't even want to talk about the rest of the show. Well, we have to. What if I just pulled your gimmick and said, ah, oh, fuck, I forgot to watch it. I thought this was the music. Well, see, I know that's not true. Shit, I just turned the page. We do have to talk about the rest of the show. What the fuck are we doing here, guys? <laughs> <laughs> so my next note just says, and now we descend into hell. The next match... If you... You know what? If you, you... If you believe in any type of religion, watch this match. Oof! It is... <laughs> you look at that and tell me there's a god. Like, <laughs> exactly. The, the and, match, and if there is, he has forsaken us. <laughs> Back in 2011, we've been living in hell since. Fuck, you know what? It makes sense. It does. Holy it really shit. does. Wow, I'm having a moment. Um, guys, the matching question. Jeremiah Lawler versus Mitchell Cole in a... Mitchell Colson. Kiss My Foot match. For those of you who are not aware or have chosen to forget, 
Jerry Lawler and Bret the Hitman Hart had a Kiss My Foot match back in 1994. Which, old-timey gimmick, sure, whatever. It was 94. Lawler, at that point, was like top heel in the company, which is a crazy thing to think. Yeah. And Bret was top babyface. So, sure. Closest thing for this that I was ever a part of was I was once in a Loser Eats Dog Food match. Mm. Not gonna lie, it was fucking awesome. It was really good. It was me and a guy named Axe Allward. Uh, still wrestles down in southern Illinois. Awesome dude. Don't have a bad thing to say about him. Um, finish of the match. I win. He won't eat the dog food. Uh, we had a babyface authority figure guy come out with a pole. <laughs> fucking legit Alpo meat tube or whatever the fuck it was. I put him in the Boston Crab bowl gets shoved in his face, his face gets shoved in the dog food, whatever. So Over as fuck. Great. I, yeah. I, I loved it. I can't but. deny that this stuff usually, like, I, it, it gives the heel, usually, <laughs> the comeuppance you want sure. to see. So that's, like, I, I can't deny why they do these matches. My problem, I'm going to jump a thousand and four hurdles before I talk about now, this. Now, are we allowed to jump back? Yes. Okay. I'm going to jump 1,004 hurdles just so I can talk about one point that doesn't... That slightly grinds my gears about this. Keep going. It's called a kiss my foot match. Correct. This is a regular match wherein the loser kisses a foot. Mm-hmm. It's not a kiss my foot match. It's a loser kisses a foot match. Can we get the etymology here? Or, I mean, can we get the etymology right here, guys? It's just a thing that shouldn't bother me that does. I mean, I understand what you're saying. This is a... This is an insane hill to die on. Um, no, I'm not dying on this hill. I'm jumping a thousand hurdles This is an insane hill back. to even, like, look at. <laughs> I know, it's just... Let's... I like to hate things, so I, I, I same. grasp. I Brother, grasp. I'm with you. That's why we're doing the show. That is true. Let's go back, then. A thousand and four hurdles. They had three matches in the video package. Cole Holy says, shit! I didn't even fucking realize. Also, all right. So the one that they had at Mania, like, say what you will about Lawler. We've said a lot of bad shit about him on here, and and it's all justifiably so, right? Mm-hmm. He has had one match at WrestleMania ever, and it was against as as you would say, Michael Pissing Cole. <laughs> Thank you. Match has two people in it, and I'm pretty sure it has six, maybe even seven inferences. This is at Mania. Ugh. Like, it's it's fucked. Everything bad I have to say about Lawler is not anything to do with his in-ring. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so. Uh, best punches. Like, just... Not in this match, though, because fucking... God damn it. Mike, Michael Cole was in, like, the armed forces at some point, I thought. Maybe I'm maybe I, I'm mistaken. I no maybe he was, want, like, a wanna... war... Sure, you know what? Google it. Like, maybe he's a war correspondent or war reporter. I don't fucking know. Anyways, this man is just... His body is where athleticism goes to die. Holy shit. Like... One of my notes says say that Lawler is incredible, though. Specifically in this. Like, the motherfucker is trying. Yeah. 
as hard as he can. I think that this is a weird foot fetish match. Uh, no armed forces? Nothing? Um, no, not I was more reacting to what you said. It is, and um, I'm going to say this. It, like, far be it for me to kink shame, right? And it's called the fetish because it's not for everybody. But if you like feet, you're fucking disgusting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I only, mean... God damn it, that's my version of the... Um, there's only two things I can't stand. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, but uh, I looked it up. I did not find any mention of... Okay, well, regardless, maybe that makes it better then. Fucking, because he's terrible in this. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't be happening. He tries to get out of this match by <laughs> citing his athlete's foot is too bad. Yes. Lawler will... Kiss his foot and die. Yes. Because of the... And then the ref... <laughs> because he has fucking what seems to be leprosy on his I, fucking foot. I said, pretty sure that's gangrene, Cole. Remember the earlier part in the show where he's showing off his horrifically infected foot? He's like, oh yeah, take a look at that. I'm like, why would you brag about that? I'm like, you're, you're about to be a fucking amputee. You weird, weird man. But... The idea of heel Michael Cole is great. The reality of it is... 2009 TNA. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's like TNA that's been left behind a hot fucking radiator and gone bad. <laughs> yeah. Just, Jesus Christ. Uh, okay. So what is it? He tries to get out of it with the doctor's note. The ref says, fuck you. Yeah. Rips up the doctor's note. Right. And then rings the bell. Lawler kind of beats his ass for 40 seconds and pins him. I wish. How long does this go? This, by the way, from start to finish, this is the longest match on the card. It has to be. From the start of the video package until this whole heap of fucking dung is gone. Ah, I mean... I'd like to say you're wrong. I, I think If I have that to, I'll ma- fucking time it tonight, and we'll print a retraction in the paper. I think the main event might be longer. <sighs> Didn't feel it. Hmm. I don't know. I... I hmm. And that's saying something. They're, they that, drug this that main out. event draws out like a fucking blade. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. They are... Dra- they drag... Drug this match out in this segment. I, I don't want to... It's not a fucking match. I refuse. It's not a fucking match. This segment. Why Eve? I don't know. Why JR? I don't... Like, okay. Why Bret Hart? If any of that had been in the video package, I might kind of understand, but they kind of casually, they're like, oh yeah, he's been real disrespectful to the Divas lately or whatever. Eve gives him a moonsault that looks like it absolutely destroys whatever bit of his fucking kidneys and dick he has. <laughs> yeah, it JR does. JR comes out, like, this all takes so long. Like, and nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares. Uh, Eve Torres is dating one of the Gracies. Who? Like, like, uh, Hoist Gracie? That oh. family? Oh. Yeah, she's like Weird. a mom MMA person now. Huh. Yeah, wild. Um, 
JR comes out, does his thing, and then, like, one of my notes just says, why would Brett care? I don't... He couldn't be bothered to go to his own Hall of Fame fucking ceremony at Mania. But he'll show up because Michael Cole is having a kiss my foot match with Lawler? Like... How much do you you think he got paid? (laughs) Too much. Yeah. To fucking wear John Cena's gear. (laughs) And Raven's up top. Correct. And just walk out there, lazily apply it. Like, god damn it. Fucking embarrassed. What are we even fucking doing? I was so angry watching... By the way, when I talk about taking breaks, I took a break after this whole fucking debacle. (laughs) I I think I literally... God, if I remember correctly, I hit stop. I think I left the house. I think I was gone for like two hours before I had to come back and finish the show. I had to like purge the memory of this out of my fucking soul. It's awful. It's awful. Irredeemable. It might be the worst thing that that Bret Hart's taken place in in WWE, and that includes his match with Vince. You know, I want to argue, but I haven't been made to rewatch the match with Vince, so I don't know if I can. What mania is that on? Twenty-seven. Don't. Do this to me. I'm back pocketing that. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's 27. Um, maybe even 26. It's one of those two. Uh, can, can we move on? Yes. Thank, I, thank I, the fucking God. I, I have a note here that says, I'm bored, I want to go to bed, and there's another fucking match. I, I felt similarly, and it was like 11 in the morning. Um... So my next note just says... <laughs> 11 in the morning, you wanted to go to bed? It's just I'm bored. Um, <laughs> the, my next note, though, for this main event... So the main event of the show is uh, Miz versus John Cena and I quit match. <sighs> my first note says, my insane Miz theory. What? So I will admit to this on this show. I had this theory when Miz was champ that at the time I thought was completely justified and now looking back on it I'm like Tom you might be the dumbest ass in the western hemisphere (laughs) I okay set this down I'm going to tell you what this was gauge your reaction I'm, I'm scared and then I will try to explain this I thought Miz was going to be WWE Champion for two years. Hmm. Okay. Herein is my logic. Especially at this time. If John Cena was champion, there's so few people you believed could beat him. If Randy Orton was champion, there's so few people you believed could beat him. If Miz was champion, anybody could beat him. And you could get pay-per-view matches out of anybody. He had a, he legit had a pay-per-view title defense against Jerry Lawler. Yeah, I mean... And I thought, imagine. oh my god, this is what this is going to be. They're going to build... Which, it's wild to say now because of the success he's had. They're going to build a Kofi Kingston. 
and he's going to have a match against Miz and lose. And then they're going to build, oh, say, a, a, a not heal R-Truth or John Morrison. They, they're going to build these guys and they're going to have matches against Miz and he's going to beat them all. He's going to be world champion for two years. That would have been like kind of awesome, though. I, th- I thought I think. so, too. And I think he's the only guy that could have pulled it off. Yeah. And that clearly is not what we got, and I'm not <laughs> saying that we should have. But, yeah, that was just my insane theory. Um, wow. That is weird. Cena really hated Alex Riley, And if you ever want to look up something fun on YouTube, I think there's a highlight video of Cena unnecessarily beating the shit out of Alex Riley. <laughs> All right, I might look that up. Uh, they evidently have some like legit backstage shit, and there's one clip that kills me where I'm like, <laughs> whoever Cena's feuding with doesn't matter. Is Cena slides in the ring, the guy he's feuding with is directly across the ring from him. There is nothing in their line of travel, right? Alex Riley is in the ring, way off to the left side. Cena runs punches Alex Riley in the back of the head and then goes after the guy that he's feuding with. It's like that fucking family guy joke. But like, oh my holy god. shit. Uh, so, the match. Yeah, go. I kind of liked Alex Riley making this a handicap match. I thought it was like a unique sort of deal. Okay. Given the fact that like they made a big deal about how John Cena's never said he quits or sure. whatever. So, I, I put that, I, I, I like this being a handicap match, but it's 2011, and that means Cena wins low. This is at the beginning of this match. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, this is brutal. And I'm watching this, the kendo comes out. Sure. This is brutal. Sure. The belt. Yeah. This is brutal. Yeah. And then, this note just says... At this point, if Cena wins, I'm insulted. Oh! You don't say. Now, what insulted you more? Cena winning, or the horrifically idiotic false finish? Oh, that was... Because we all know that, basically, cell phones are those weird little fart box recorders... That they used to make in the 90s where you just push a button and it would just... <clears throat> kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. Go to hell. Go to hell. Like, even if that... Also, that's a rehash of the finish of Foley and Rock having their I Quit match at the Rumble uh, 98. Like, that, it's legit the same finish. Yeah. Like, it's just... I think it's so stupid. I think... Literally, I I think it would have been fucking awesome if Miz has won that match in that way. Sure, why not? Like he why absolutely did, why, beats the ever living piss out of Cena. Hindsight, it's twenty twenty. It was twenty eleven. That's just what WWE did. But why did Cena have to win this match? Why did they do it in the first place? Like, to me, the the fun part about the babyface champ is that you put the guy in peril. So if the whole thing is, I'm gonna, I'm the babyface champ, and we're gonna do this in a match that I've never lost and that I can't lose. The fuck do I care? 
Then it's the heel overcoming the odds. Yeah. Like, why not make it the Miz makes the match type and just make it a handicap match? Or no DQ match and do the exact same fucking bit. Like, I don't understand why... I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't like any of it. It's so long. There's so much mic time. Yeah. And Miz speaking unnecessarily slow. As if John Cena can't understand English. I have a chair. I'm going to hit you with it. Typically... Chairs are used to sit on, but not now. I, it's too, like, I have a belt. Typically, belts are used <laughs> to hold up my pantaloons. <laughs> Just what the fuck? I have a kendo stick. Typically, like, kendo sticks are. What are they used for? Beating people. That's okay. where I thought I was like, oh shit, you gotta fucking. <laughs> They only exist to bludgeon people with. Like, ugh, God. But, Damn uh, it. I thought if this match was, like, not the main event and shorter and Cena had not won, or at least had had more than a percent of the office, uh, offense oh, yeah, yeah, that's, of this match. Dude. That just made The Miz look like a fucking bitch. It sure did. And this is the guy who was like, world champion for five months or something, like, it's, hmm, fuck like that, it. not gonna do it, not, not prudent, gonna do it. thank you, wouldn't be prudent at this juncture, oh, that's a very good Dana Carvey, uh, thank you, <laughs> so overall, your thoughts on this, pro- on this show, this is a, you said it was Built as a two-match card. I understand what you mean here. The video, this package, is... the video package at the beginning only talks about the title matches. That, 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 I know you. that's what you meant by it, but but this is a match card. Yeah, This easily. is one match card. I will not and recommend I, this pay-per-view. <laughs> and I don't even... I'll recommend this match, but as far as... The, the Orton and Christian, not, not the main event. Now, excuse no, me, no, what no. now? I'll recommend the Orton and Christian match. Yes. This whole show is a thumbs under the ground. It's not even... it. This isn't low enough. Yes, yes, very good. No, I, 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 I'm with you. This My is, thumb is dug in the sand. I... <laughs> don't suck the sand, thumb. Um, yeah, man, this, this is a rough one. Like, this... Like, when I say, you know, I, I keep talking about taking these breaks to watch these, I think it took me, like, three days to watch this pay-per-view. And it, it just... It, it feels like a shitty house show. Oh, man, yeah. It's just... I'd rather suck sand through a cereal straw. What the fuck is a cereal straw? I mean, not, those are, like, those things that, like... They're straws that were, like, flavored like cereal, so you could drink them in your milk, and it would make the milk taste like the cereal that you were... Am I insane? Or I don't have a fucking clue what you're saying Hold to me right on, now. Hold on, man. I, I, I'm also not big on also, cereal. The I, iPhone 4S came out in 2011. Sure. Alex Riley works for a multi-million dollar company and has a Blackberry. 
Oh, is that what Fuck it was? Fuck a Blackberry. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I thought he had a literal tape recorder that he was using as a cell phone and was somehow still confused as to why no one was calling him back. <laughs> that would ma- that would be funnier. Um, what was I going to look up? Cereal straws. Cereal straws? Oh, my phone's just at 1%. Dude, That's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to probably like deeply upset you right now, but... Uh... Okay, I'm not saying these are not real products. Oh, I'm, I'm just saying, just saying I, I, I I'm just saying that now my phone's dead now. I, I'm pr- way to fucking go out on top in a blaze of glory. I, this this may upset you. Uh, I I think I've only had like six kinds of cereal in my entire life. Take it or leave it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm a big. Uh, I've had cereal straws before. They're pretty dope. Like everyone always talks about cinnamon toast crunch. I ain't never had it. Dude, you gotta you gotta treat yourself. I, I, <laughs> I mean, that's one of the ones that I that you need. Dude, when I say that, like I've had like six kinds of cereal, they're not even like I've had Frosted Flakes, Cheerios, Honey Nut Cheerios, Cocoa Krispies. Okay, yeah, Cocoa Krispies are bomb. Rice Krispies, and I'm gonna leave that sixth one open because I can't think of what it possibly would be right now. I'm convinced that Cocoa Krispies had fucking caffeine in them when I was a kid. <laughs> and they watered them down like the original Four Loco into what Four Loco is now. I swear to God, I remember eating Cocoa Krispies in the morning uh, before school at some point and just being like, I'm ready to fucking rage! Like, <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like you, you need to have uh, Cap'n Crunch and, uh, and uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Those are the two that I now, need. Now, see, there. I've taken a shot that was half Fireball and half Rum Chata and been told that that tastes like the milk at the bottom of a Cinnamon Toast Crunch Bowl. And it was lovely. But I... Mm. Also, I've never had that, so I can't tell you. I, I don't think I've had cereal in ten years. Maybe big, more. Big cereal guy. Yeah? Yeah. You know who else is? Hmm. Berna. Hmm. What do you know? I feel like we just gotta mention him one more have time. Have we talked about Chuck Palumbo in this episode? I don't think we have. Maybe. Well, just in case, Chuck Palumbo. We gotta. Sure. We gotta have huge our things. cereal enthusiast Chuck Palumbo. We gotta have our things that we mention. I'm popular. Yep. Berna, Chuck Palumbo. The popular thing's gonna be easy. What with your never-ending explosion of text messages. Well, now my happening. phone's dead, so that's the only reason it's not <laughs> vibrating right now. Come on, man. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think we've covered this show yeah, enough. What's yeah. your What's your final rating? Because I said Guys, it's a thumbs don't, down. Guys, don't watch this. Do not watch this pay-per-view. Do not watch Over the Limit 2011. Only watch Orton versus Christian. Study it intently. Rip it apart. Study this one frame by fucking goddamn frame. If you ever think that you have a babyface versus babyface match that is better than this, bring it to me, man. Tweet at us at W A W E D podcast. That's Wowed Podcast. That's why we're gonna say it now. Wow Ed. Okay, we can put we can do Wow Ed. That's you my know? accent Wow-ed. coming out. Um, wow Ed. Wow Ed. Uh, and and is let me know. That? <laughs> it, it isn't one. Um, <laughs> because I I genuinely would like to know what better babyface babyface match you, you could come to me with. Twelve gauge Damien is chain. <laughs> Outside of that, and Horrier ver- versus Wogan is what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate Horrier. <laughs> Walk Wogan. Uh, <laughs> oh, God damn it! It's late. Um, wow, that's all I got, guys. Um, you know the Twitter thing. Check out Zawa Live. 
Um, Our podcast is on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, and, Spotify. Uh, and you know what? I did this on uh, the other one that we did today, but I'm going to say this. Why don't you fucking share this stuff, guys? Well, yeah, why, why don't you contribute? That's the one thing I think that we were missing from our previous episodes is that we like never promoted anything. And we never bullied our fan base either. Yeah. So you know get what? Against, get in the locker. Yeah. <laughs> the gazpacho is cold. Now fucking do your part. Make cold soup come out of the shower. Thank you. Anyways. Uh, you want to sign off? Let's uh, you sign off. Sure. Um, well, we've already plugged everything, so all that's left to say is... Thank you for joining us on our 10th episode of What Are We Even Doing? God damn it, Tom, you were late. No, I caught up to you. Well, okay, you're right. What are we even doing?